Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. I'm delighted to say it's time for to see you think you're an adult, and we're joined studio with Barbara Scully and Sophie White. You're both very welcome. Thank you. Lovely to see you both. It's nice to see you. You too. How are you keeping? I'm very well. You mentioned when you came in straight off the bat, Robbie Robertson. And I I think it was good to say that because we haven't really mentioned it. And he's another one of the greats who's gone to God. He's a huge And it wasn't just, I know I said to you just a moment ago that I found him very attractive in his heyday and he was extraordinarily attractive. But the music, I mean, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go onto YouTube and Google The Last Waltz. Yeah. And listen to The Weight. Amazing. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I love it. There's another album by them that I love more, Stage Fright. Oh, I, right, I think that's yeah. one of the greatest albums of all time. Do you know them at all? Do you know the band. Bobby Robertson and the band? Yeah, Sophie? yeah, yeah, yeah. You and you're only right. a child. I know, just Gosh. a child. When you said, and 80 so young <laughs> to go. <laughs> I, Sophie, I said that privately. I privately <laughs> said to myself, <laughs> yeah. it's quite a good age. Yeah, it's good I, age. I, I have to admit, yeah. I kind of thought good innings <laughs> yes. myself. Yes. Oh, I get away out of it like so as if you're Sophie's age. No, you're not no, Sophie's I'm not. age. You're no, not it is. I still think eighty is a good innings. <laughs> I don't know. How many more? Like I'm, I'll be done by then. Oh my god! Uh, you never know. Uh, well, as my dear mother, yeah. who was a very wise woman, used to always say, "You won't say that when you get there." That's yeah. true. Which true. is true, or, or when you're nearly there. Well, I'm not no. nearly there, but like I'd like to think I'm more than. 19 years left. I'd say we've loads. Would I wouldn't say? worry about it. Yeah, worry about millions. It. Okay, millions. Cool. So every, I think life expectancy goes a year every 20 years. Like Just that, or four and of course, years women have an extra year or two anyway, yeah. don't we? So yeah, I should be good for 85. What you We're good. We're good. We're good to go. <laughs> so goes, this conversation's gone really yeah. weird. <laughs> but uh, well, that's, we, we've, we've paid tribute to Robert because he's one of the great yes. songwriters. Absolutely. Amazing man. So on to this one. Holy moly. This is a great one to start. Our first one. <laughs> I've been dating a really nice guy for the past six months or so. It is only over the last three months that I've regularly started sleeping over at his place. He is a massive James Bond fan. He has all the movies, old posters and frames on the wall and even has models of the Aston Martin cars. However, he's recently started trying to introduce all this into the bedroom and I'm struggling to get on board with it now. And when she said bedroom there, I thought she, he was just putting the cars like on the mantelpiece. <laughs> but there's more to it than that, as it turns out. It started as a joke with him saying lines like, the name's Bond, James Bond. Oh my God. While we were doing foreplay. <laughs> but now he started calling me Miss Moneypenny during sex. And he sometimes <laughs> starts humming the Bond theme tune, getting louder and louder as he reaches the end. The end of what exactly? Well, I, do you know? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Just let your mind go. Oh. I am threading a strange line between finding it endearing and finding it off-putting. The more seriously you take so, watch it, I do. Oh my my word. Barbara is pointing at you, Sophie, for reasons You're I don't know. You're pointing at me? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a feeling you have You just knew here. that I had a I'm background, the bus. A background yeah. in role play, <laughs> yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I can't. I have full body cringe at this whole thing. I think if it was anything but James Bond. like oh. Mission Impossible would be grand. <laughs> Tom, little Tom. Missionary Impossible. <laughs> oh, Mission <laughs> Oh, very good. I like James Bond is just such a like it's just so basic. It's just like basic straight man stuff. Boring. Like if this guy was a Jurassic Park guy now. Jurassic Park. I would I can't even think of who was in Jurassic. Oh, Sam, Sam Neil. Oh, he is he's gorgeous. lovely. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. And a good goer at eighty as well. Yeah. I'd prefer Harrison Ford myself now. I'd be more of a uh what do you call it? Like a star back in Star Wars star days. Wars. But I'd take him even as an Indiana Jones. And we were saying off mic, like that okay. all these films they do have in the fandom, there is then the kind of like sub fandoms where they've taken it to the sexy place. And is there really? Like Princess 
Leia, yeah, you should know about Star this Wars stuff. fantasy stuff. That's yeah. massive. That's oh, massive. We kind of knew about that. Yeah, yeah. For reasons I can't quite understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for reasons I can't quite remember why. <laughs> I, I did. I was it's at a party because, once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because in Friends, Ross wanted Rachel to dress up as Princess That's Leia. That's a deep That's, cut. But yes. That's I think where it's it came the James from. Bond aspect that I'm just finding so naff. Yeah, it's just, I have to it's say. just unimaginative, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, and that's and also clear. all the framed posters. Right. Who like, is this guy? Sorry, I, we're leaning so hard into mocking him for his film choices and we shouldn't. And the thing is also, like I learned, like I have practical experience that like sometimes you need to get past people and their weird base, like loves. Like I first went to my now husband's house and he had a framed picture on his wall um, of... of Al Pacino and Scarface cool. and I said exactly that's what <laughs> that's what a man would say cool yeah, that guy's cool say hello to his friend <laughs> I was like but was it in the bedroom I, I was like who is this guy like meaning my husband who's getting Al Pacino framed and put on his wall but you know what I pushed past that obvious red yeah. flag and now I've you know I'm having a Happily. happy relationship with this Good. person Good. but um, the the framed posters and the memorabilia I'm just thinking the the one problem I had with uh, and I I mean I was in my husband's house and I never saw this but he's English and when he finally came over to live here and move in with me so we had we both had a lot to get past with our husbands is that that what you're saying yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah right yeah no but he when he arrived the the weekend he arrived with the van and he was unloading and moving in and everything and my brothers bless them were helping and one of them takes out this now I'm talking it was huge it was like what's that size A3 A1 whatever it is huge um, and he's a photographer. Beautiful black and white portrait of a former girlfriend. No way. And he brought this in and my brother thought this was the best crack ever. And then he looked at me and he went, I'm not going to put it on the wall. I said, mate, you're not even bringing it in the house. Look, so, <laughs> you know. I remember you telling that did story I tell before. That story? You did. I hate that talk. God. Yeah, still. Yeah, still that he shocking. did that. Yeah. But I have to say, but, but, with this fella, the fact that our, this woman who, I presume it's a woman who's written in saying she finds... Miss Moneypenny is her name. Miss Moneypenny, <laughs> indeed. And that she's treading a strange line between finding yeah. it endearing. Like, Does, endearing has no place at sexy time endearing no, like, no. no. I'll tell you I'm, one th- I'm not saying anything there that, that makes me think she thinks this is a good thing it's not a good no. thing it's not a good thing and mm. I mean I'm not going to judge the fact that he's an adult man and he has posters of James Bond on the wall or that he has model cars um, but I think singing the theme tune and calling her Miss Moneypenny and introducing himself as Bond James Bond that's yeah, what I can think of better ones. The match of the day theme, I, I prefer. I That's better that's, again. That's Fleetwood Mac. That's Fleetwood Mac. I could do that. Like, we haven't actually helped this person. No, we're still not helping her. What can we do? I'd say run like hell unless he can leave. Like, I mean, okay, if he loves James Bond, that's grand. But don't be bringing it in the bedroom. You've got to say it to him. That, so like, what you know, is she going to say it to him? She's going to have to say it to him. Like he can have all your James Bond stuff, like your husband, on the wall outside in the living room and he can have his model cars and all. But if he starts singing the theme tune or introducing himself as Red 007 card. or talking about having things shaken and oh, not stirred, no. I would tell him that that's not happening oh, right, at enough. all. I think she has to be straight. Were you agreeing with that, Sophie? Just tell him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sophie thinks she should run like hell, do you? she should get out of there. <laughs> All right, Jane. Get out of there. Find yourself a nice Jurassic Park fan. 
Oh, so yeah. she oh, was right. living with Al Pacino. So, <laughs> nothing positive going on there. Get out or, yeah. or tell him one or the other. Right, on we go. This I find this one very strange too. Um, it was my wife's birthday last week and we had a party in the house. Most people brought a little gift for her, bottles of wine, vouchers, etc. However, there was one gift which made me raise an eyebrow. It was lingerie and it was given to her by my divorced brother. I was taken Uh-oh. aback by this as I don't see it as an appropriate gift at all. I confronted him about it and he laughed it off, explaining that he felt it was a suitable one because he'd heard her complaining that I never buy nice lingerie for her. So he justified it by saying he was simply trying to help us both out because he's an artist and has better taste than me. This is true, admittedly. Now I'm in a quandary, but I still feel uncomfortable about it. Should I ask my wife to return the gift? Barbara. Uh, well, you know, yeah, I mean, my first reaction when I read this was like, oh, that, that is a bit odd and, yeah. and a bit inappropriate. But then when I thought, if there is a kind of a running joke in the family, you know, about the fact that the, this this man can't, is useless at buying gifts for his wife, mm. uh, you know, in that context, and if it's all jokey and it's been joked about before, Maybe I can understand it. Um, and I can understand why this guy is feeling uncomfortable about it. But the piece, and I would, I, I, the piece that's missing from the letter is what does your wife think? Was she uncomfortable about getting lingerie from her brother in law? Or did she get the joke and think it was all very funny? Uh, and following a linked question, I would ask this letter writer following on from that is, does he suspect there's something else going on here? And is there a bit of like a lot of flirting or Oof. even more? Um, but I mean, if, if if it is the joke thing and if the wife got the joke and if she wasn't uncomfortable, then I would say to him, for the moment, let it go. I wouldn't ask the wife right. to return the underwear unless she was uncomfortable in receiving it. And then definitely I would and I would have a word with the brother about like, you know, you made the wife feel uncomfortable. Don't do that again. It might have been a joke, but maybe it wasn't that funny. Right. Mm. But I have a feeling that maybe this, his mm. brother's a bit of an idiot who just thought like running joke, like this will be a bit of crack. I presume he gave it openly. You know, he didn't sneak it to the wife and it got hidden in the bottom yeah, drawer. He say. gave it openly. So I yeah, think it was it sounds a, like he did. a bad joke, like maybe yeah. not yeah. a particularly funny joke. What do you joke. think, Sophie? It's so funny. You had these kind of follow-up questions and I presumed you were about to ask what I wanted to know, which was, oh, is good. it nice? Was it nice? Oh. I was like, what was it like? What colour? Because uh, that would be an important detail for would me. It? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I or like, have... maybe like how lingerie-ish it was, you know? But I think oh, you I... See, I'm so, uh, my mind is so clean. I, uh, firstly, it's, I think the brother well, is Well, you know the way? There's degrees of lingerie. Yeah, I know. You know. Like saying how the knickers got across. Well, I was about to say there's some bits yeah. can be missing sometimes, and yes, yeah. Oh my god, Tom we're, is shocked. We're back, to, we're back to Jurassic Park. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Tom. I must have missed that bit in Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> I think you know, he definitely. I think you're onto something. I think the brother thinks that he's making a joke. Yeah, and I think that it's a creepy one. It yeah. is a bit creepy, but I definitely don't think it's. Or maybe it's an expression of brotherly love because. He's giving lingerie to his sister-in-law and his brother is going to benefit from that, surely. Now, Maybe. Okay, that's kind of a twisted take. If we I assume, don't have siblings, you can tell. If, <laughs> if you assume it is kind of sexy lingerie, mm. has it a future? Really? The lingerie. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If they're really putting it through its paces, it won't last longer than a few months. No, I don't mean that. I mean... <laughs> I, I, it won't survive a wash tub. That hadn't, hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> that sounded like exactly yeah. what you I were was, asking. No, I was more thinking. How long it would last? I was more thinking if the, if the husband sees this, and he goes, "Oh, not that. You're not wearing the underwear my brother gave you, are you?" 
I, I can't. Yeah, I do you think, think that's like a bit of a buzzkill? She might as well start kill. whistling the James Bond thing, theme thing, at this the point. Thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that it would be a buzzkill buzz for kill. me, all right. <laughs> yeah. I would make a prediction. I would say that that lingerie will stay in the box in the bottom of the wardrobe, you know, as a joke. I can't imagine that. Even I don't think, I mean, I don't. Do I, I don't have a brother-in-law. I had to think about that. But even if I had, and they, you know, that if I was the recipient of that, I think I'd even feel a bit like, oh, this is a yeah. bit weird. So I think it would be, ah, that's gas, ah, you're gas. And the, the lingerie would never see the light of day. Yeah. I would imagine. The light of a match, I think you might see. Um, and also, the, I'd be keeping an eye on the brother-in-law. I'd be keeping an eye on him, yeah, because I think yeah, he probably... he's a bit hard to trot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's, he has ideas above his station for mm, sure, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, not on. Yeah, um, stay in your own lane. Right. I, but I don't yeah. know why you didn't tell us what the wife thinks. In answer to, should I ask my wife to return the gift? No. No, don't. No, I think just yeah. like, try and it get more it. Of, just forget about it. Tell yeah. the wife you feel uncomfortable and com- jointly put it in the bin. Yeah. And then I wouldn't bring it up to the brother again. Unless, no. If the brother's going to kind of, I don't know, pursue this line of weird behaviour and, and there's something else comes. How are you getting on with me lingerie? Yeah, yeah. yeah just no, be I like, no, so. wait. Oh, there's yeah, a no. good question. Was the gift of underwear the right size? Hmm. Because, you know, like, I mean, women can barely buy the Their right size, size bra yeah, for themselves. Yeah. Never mind. Because they vary. There's so, a lot going on. A lot of follow-up questions You need to go into the here. girls in M&S. Yeah. They will do you right. Yeah. More follow-up questions. Anyway, the best look at that. We'll move on to the next one and see. um, Every week, my mother-in-law comes... This is relatively lightweight comparison to the other (laughs) two. Uh, Every week, my mother-in-law comes over to our house to look after our toddler in the afternoon. She's a great help and we love having her over. However, she invariably brings things with her which she says are gifts for us. What she's actually doing is offloading things she doesn't want anymore. (laughs) I like it. This could be anything from picnic baskets to a kitchen stool to old dining sets to even more bizarre things such as toilet lid coverings, (laughs) little religious figurines and hat racks. It's got to the point now that she's actually leading us to leading to a clutter problem for us. But my husband, her son, says we just have to accept these things graciously as she's old and she's just trying to help. What should we do? Driving us up the wall. I mean, it would drive you demented. To be on the receiving yeah. end. It's of very hard to get rid of domestic stuff. See, one no, person's not. trash is it very is. often going to be it's another not. person's trash as well. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such as toilet yeah. lid coverings. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I had to think about this and I put it out to a few of my WhatsApps because I actually have heard this exact thing really? being said before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One friend of mine said, I said... What do you think of this? This is kind of familiar, isn't it? Some, someone had said their mother-in-law did this. And then uh, a friend of mine said that hers, her mother-in-law brings kind of ends of food. All right. Like. Leftovers. Like like bits and bobs, like ends of jars of relish from the fridge and bits and bobs like that. It's such a weird it's one, isn't it? going to the bottle bank, yeah. It, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're so right. Things are cleaning it out and that's bringing it so to the bottle handy, bank. We give it like, over to them and they can deal with at, this. you look at that jar of mustard and you're like, yeah. I have to wash this now. Oh my God. But you're you also so right. think... Somebody might have put this, like if it wasn't coming from my own house, I'd be like, no, somebody could have put the knife in there and then licked it and put it back in again. So, yeah. It's too risky. No, we wouldn't be doing any of that. No, No, really, it's all unwelcome. All unwelcome. Yeah. I think what the, uh, you know, dilemma asker has to do here, though, is mm, suck it up massively. Yeah. And I think what she should do. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Okay, wait, hear me out. Okay, this is an older, older lady. Okay. 
She may be careful now. Careful, Robert Robertson's age. <laughs> Robbie Robertson. Robbie Robertson. <laughs> Tom, oh, honestly, Bobby Robertson. <laughs> your man. He had a great old, great old time. He gave Barbara a great time. That's the main thing. When she was seventeen. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> anyway, she's older. Like as her son says, we just have to accept these things graciously because she's old. What I'm saying to the listener is, the listener has to just change her mindset about it. Basically, just now know that a part of your routine in life is going to the charity shop once a month to offload your mother-in-law's randomness, and you just let let her give you the toilet lid cover and you smile and then you funnel it over into yeah. the, the kind of I don't know bag for life that you're storing all the religious uh, figurines oh, no. in and just once a month get your husband to just bring it to the charity yeah. I can't no. see any other solution no, you, no, you, you, no. this another fantastic no, no, no. rack. thank you, you know so something? much mum <laughs> yeah no being old is no excuse for dumping your unwanted stuff Oh my God, I, somebody else. Just I'm going to use it as old. an excuse for everything. Yeah, no, I'm going to use being old as an excuse <laughs> for not checking my wing mirrors. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. No. Or, your, or your rear view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're being ageist, the both of you now, be careful. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I think that unless the woman has dementia or some kind of, uh, me, um, not medical, what's the word, mental impairment, there is no excuse for this woman. She knows full well what she's doing. She's so decluttering her own house and she's passing it all on. Mm, now, right. she wanted to pass you on something that was of value or something that was beautiful that she had in her home, that would be fine. But if she is passing you on rubbish, uh, clearly rubbish. So I think what you need, and first of all, it's really bad feng shui to have your house full of stuff that you actually don't like. So to keep it in your house, the only exception to that is this stuff that your kids have bought with pocket money when they were little at the school fair. Then you can keep that. Anything else, if you don't love it, get rid of it. It's going to make you crazy if it's sitting in your house. That's number one. Number two, the husband in this case has to pull on his big boy pants and maybe not go back on the stuff that they have already accumulated, as you say. Get rid of that down to the charity shop. But the next time Mammy comes brandishing whatever it is that she thinks she's been Lady Bountiful and passing on to you, you just to say, Mam, we don't like that. Thanks. Oh, and God. so, no, we, please don't leave it here. because it's her little hey, hard line. No, she's not an idiot. She's just old. And yeah. Mammy knows full well what she's doing. And Mammy, Mammy thinks because they're going, oh, thanks, Emil, every time Mammy's doing more of it. So the son has to pull on his big boy pants and say, no, Mammy, we don't like that. And now it doesn't really go. Wouldn't have any use. We don't put frilly things on the toilet seat, whatever it was she brought. Mm. And just tell Toilet-lid her, stop coverings. treating her like an idiot. It'd be hard to get there. So just stand it. We're fed of you in your little ways. Come down here, nope. treating our yeah, house I like a bloody say, dumping ground. We know what you're up to. Enough is enough. We know what you're up to. We don't like that. So like, give it to somebody else. Like you or and give it to your the charity bloody shop. Cover. Yeah, we're, we're, sling well, we your We won't hook. have that. You, don't, you, you can be polite, <laughs> but you don't need to treat your older person like an idiot because she's not an idiot. She knows full well what she's doing. And she's right. having a great way of avoiding going to the charity shop, which is a bit of a hassle. Yeah. Do you know? So she's going to bring it over there instead of. So. You wouldn't get away just putting it straight in the bin in front of her. That would be. That would uh, be awful, me. Right. No, I would just tell her, Mammy, don't bring that back because we don't, we wouldn't use okay. that here. We don't like religious figures in the house. We don't like frilly things on the toilet seat. No, thank you very All much. Right.
All right, very clear, very clear very advice. Clear. No, no, prisoners taken there. Uh, finally, <laughs> um, I could really use some advice on a dilemma I'm faced with at the moment. I'm heading to a music festival in a few weeks and I'm really looking forward to it. But there's just one thing that's making me quite anxious about the prospect of going. There's a big gang of us going, uh, but of the 15 or so, I only, only really know one or two people well. A couple of weeks ago, a WhatsApp group was created. There we go again. And we all shared outfit, uh, outfit ideas and various other tips and what to pack. However, soon the conversation turned to what drugs everyone was going to be taking. And the whole thing made me feel completely green and out of my depth. I'm not naive to the fact that people take drugs at festivals, but I was a little bit surprised that so many people that I'm going with will be using. I don't mind what everyone else does, but I'm afraid you're looking boring and uncool for not joining in. And I don't want to be uncomfortable for the entire weekend. I'm thinking not going. What would you advise? Aww. Do go. Yeah, go, but you're going to. I feel like that's, it's really sad that it's making yeah. them not want to go altogether. Do go. Festivals are so good. So fun. But what to do about this, though? Eh, I mean, I just think you got to be kind of pretty live and let live and just like, you know, hold your own boundary. You don't want to do drugs yourself. Yeah, I, I... Yeah, like you, I think this is sad because it's taken the good out of looking forward to something away from this person. They were looking forward to going and now they're all nervous about it. But Mm. I give up alcohol for two years and Mm. it does, no matter how much you clear in your own head, I need to do this for, you know, it wasn't that I had a problem, it was that I had migraines. And, um, but I know how it does feel to be kind of like, no, I'm not, I'll just have water. And everybody looks as if say, oh, you're not really playing the game. You're not really kind of, you're... You know, in some way you feel like you're a kind of traitor, you know, you're not playing the game properly, you're not in the circle, you're kind of outside the circle as an observer. So I get Mm. the way this person will feel if they're the one going, I don't want to do drugs when everybody else is indulging. Mm. Um, But I agree with you. I'd hate to think that they're going to miss out because of that. My advice would be to go, but have an exit strategy. So in other words, if after 24, I presume it's a weekend. Mm. So go. And if after 24 hours you are feeling uncomfortable and you just feel like in a fish out of water because Mm. whatever else. But, you know, back in my day, drugs generally made you feel very mellow and kind of chill. So maybe everybody will be very mellow and chill. Mm, Barbara, Um, no. No. Okay. I have to report from the trenches. Well, they won't on. be mellow and chill. Will they not be mellow <laughs> and chill? be the opposite oh, of that. Unlike Well, no, no. What's sure happened to the world, Tom? It's going <laughs> faster. What's happened? Going faster. Um, I'm sober as well and love going to festivals yeah. uh, as a completely sober person and uh, just went to it all together now. Had a ball. It was fab. Um, and I'd have had the experience of going to festivals and doing loads of drugs and that ending terribly can confirm. Um, I had a nervous breakdown when I was 22. That was drug induced, she says. Right. Cheerily. Everyone should have one. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just back it off. Great drug of And it all kicked off at Electric Picnic in 2007. So it's mad because I was reading this dilemma and I was like, oh, Listen, we right. could chat. Me yeah. and this listener can, could chat can, can for kick ages. Off, can kick off anywhere. Uh, oh yeah, we have but, to say. so. But just on that, I, I found uh, I was at Glastonbury last year, and there was a lot of it around. And I'm and leaving. I, I was just, <laughs> just very, going. very clear that you know, not for me. And yeah. I found everyone had absolutely no, no problem. They with have that. no interest uh, in what you are. Or after aren't I, doing. it was an issue for about an hour when I said mm. oh, I wouldn't do that, and then. There was no issue whatsoever. And Completely. I don't know whether people backed off and didn't. Also, people love not having to share their drugs. Yeah. They'll love you because you won't be trying to scab anything <laughs> off them. And also the thing is, like, I think as like a sober person who goes to parties and is around people like doing all kinds yeah. of things, like you just have your fun and 
like Barbara said, have an exit strategy. Like there was times that all together now when I went back to the tent at like one in the morning with a cup of tea and read my Kindle. I'm feeling and, very superior. I felt, no, I just was like, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very happy here and I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do it all over again yeah. and feel great because... You know, but, this is, I'm doing it my way. Yeah, but that's and it though, isn't it? That it is the festival. That's the real, you know, attraction. And to mm. see the bands and have that time. Yeah, and, and go to all the comedy. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, don't just anything. don't feel uncomfortable. Like genuinely, I think people are way more live and let live about this stuff than in the old days. Because when I was in my 20s and I didn't drink, I used to find people really kind of like, God, on me about it. Oh, why are you not drinking? Yeah. Why are you not drinking? Why are you not drinking? But nowadays, I find nobody's like that anymore at all. Yeah, no. And everyone's oh, way more yeah. accepting of like, oh, this is your lifestyle thing. This is yeah. your, um, my lifestyle is MDMA. Your lifestyle is sobriety. Excellent. <laughs> Can it. I ask you though, that in your, in your, in your um, experience, and would your advice be for them to flag it up beforehand rather than when they get there? In other words, to put into the WhatsApp, the WhatsApp group now, mm. because that'll help them if, if the, sure. if the comeback is, look, that's fine, whatever, you know, don't feel under any pressure, then they might feel more uh, comfortable about going and being able to look forward to it. Oh, Would I'm, it be something you'd flag up now? I feel like I'd, I wouldn't. Like, I feel like I'd just, in the moment, be okay. more, like, casual about it. Yeah. Be like, oh, no, not really for me, thanks, though. That'd be or, kind of making a big yeah. deal out of it by putting it kind in now. Of, yeah. I think so too, but and go to the festival, though. Absolutely, go to the festival. Oh, my God, don't miss it. Yeah, it's going to be so no. fun. I'm going as well. Okay. If it's Electric Picnic, which I 100%. presume is what... Um, I, I think it might seem like a big thing when you see it in a WhatsApp group. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Not me. Yeah. Completely. And also, like, like, I know we were joking about it, but like Barbara said, sometimes it is like more of a mellow buzz that people are going to be on. Honestly, I find when I go out with people who are like, say, really drunk or whatever, I have a really good time with them. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> They're so you happy you, and funny. Yeah. And no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> the problem is if, if I, I would not go to that festival. I couldn't possibly hang around with a group of people on drugs. It was my idea of hell. Uh, I don't like the experience of taking lots of drugs, um, if that makes a difference. I don't know. I, I found I just it was an issue for a few minutes and then, and then I was just enjoying it. the music and the food and the yeah, crack yeah. and everything else. The mud. Um, hope that helped. Barbara, thank you very much, Sophie. Love me as well. Thanks very much for all that. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Energlaze on News Talk.